When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Talking Out Loud, the number one podcast on the internet for Dayton Flyers basketball, always wearing red and being loud. And welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know what you saw. It was right there in front of your very eyes. This is the Rapid Reaction Podcast right here on 1410 ESPN Radio and the podcast feed. I'm your host, Sully, as always, with my pal Blackburn, the godfather of Dayton blogging himself, coming to you just minutes after what I believe to be the singular low point of the Anthony Grant era to date. The Flyers go to Kingston against a 6-13 and URI team, the worst roster Archie Miller has ever been the head coach of, and they lose 75-70. to Blackburn, to start the podcast off tonight, you had a stat that you found from one of our friends on Twitter, and I think you really wanted to share that at the top of the show here. Yeah, I mean, you and I both kind of ID'd it. Um, it was, it's from Chris Pyle. Parlay Pile, I believe, on Twitter. It is. And he listed out uh, the sub-200 Ken Palm losses by the three most recent UD coaches. Okay, go ahead. So Brian Gregory was at the helm for eight years. He suffered three sub-200 losses. Archie Miller, six years, three sub-200 losses. Anthony Grant. He's been with the program just under six years. We'll call it five and a half. How about that? To be fair. Twelve. A dozen sub-200 Ken Palm losses. A dozen. So if you're following along at home, what we just said in long form is that Anthony Grant has lost twice as many games to teams 200 or more in the rankings twice as many times as his two predecessors. He has lost twice as many games as his two predecessors combined to teams 200 and above in the rankings, three, three, and 12. There's, uh, there's not a whole lot you can say about that. There, in, and again, I know that there's a lot of people, I see them, I hear you. Um, I've been doing this show long enough where uh, if you, if you want to look behind the curtain, like what a normal game day is for me is 
setting the game up somewhere where I'm usually watching by myself because I'm consuming so much stuff at once. I usually have the box score up. Uh, I have some variation of Ken Palmer metrics up at that time. And I have about six columns of tweet deck that are also running at any time. So if you sit there and you're like, wow, Sully just gets on, just rifles off any old thing after the game. I actually am consuming a great deal of opinion and content while the game is going on, usually from both sides. Um, Tonight, no different. Roadie Rampage, a couple of Rhode Island fans I follow. You know who you are if you're listening to this show. And um, Do you follow that girl? Yeah, of course, Leanna. Come <laughs> there you on, go, dude. Come she's on. she's this she's a superstar. Yeah, and you know how it's been. We've been on these Twitter streets for a long time, so you get to know the fans that uh, are always on here, and you get to know which ones have like stupid things to say, and they're not all that intelligent. And and likewise, um, you know people that generally can be objective. And tonight, and and in the last couple of weeks here, I started to just see more people that are objective followers of Dayton. You know, maybe their spouse went to UD. Um, you know, maybe they're just locals. You follow the program, but I'm just starting to see more and more people start their sentences with, "I was an Anthony Grant defender, but oh, I really like Anthony Grant, but." And then, of course, after the but is a justification of why he is starting to fall out of good grace with said opinion havers. And um, tonight's just one of those nights. I mean. 12 games he has lost in his career five and a half seasons to teams that are well beneath UD and tonight was no different and I said this on Twitter and and I really this is kind of the the sentiment that I believe kind of sums up the season Blackburn but um, you know me and you have been following this program for 30 years apiece Um, you know I, I can say 30 years because I know way too much about all the Dayton teams that were pre 1995 when I wasn't even old enough to enjoy them or alive. I know all about those teams. And I, at this moment, I cannot think of a Dayton team that was more talented that has done less with that talent. And, you know, going back to the rhetoric of this past week when coaches, there's been a bunch of coaches that have come out in press conferences say, oh, fans are so mean and social media is affecting mental health and blah, blah, blah. Okay, you know, I'll I'll hear that to a certain degree that, you know, you they don't take be, the NIL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a whole separate thing. But I, I I'll hear you. Like you shouldn't be directing things directly at players, shouldn't be at mentioning them, of course. But when you have this much talent and you're 13 and 8 in a very, very bad A10, the coaching staff is to blame. And, and I'm and I'm Again, I say this all the time, like, I'm sorry if that like really offends you, but this season is now lost because the coaching staff couldn't figure out how to put together the pieces that they had. And, and to the, to further that point, Blackburn, you you know, you have to think about 2015 with Archie Miller. He had seven guys. One of them was a walk on and he took us to, to the second round of the NCAA tournament. You know, those days are gone. People. We said four years ago, 2019, that the sum of the talent on each team Anthony Grant has has to outweigh the Anthony Grant effect, if you will, or the talent must outweigh Grant's deficiencies as a coach. And now you are seeing what the result is when that talent does not outweigh those coaching deficiencies. You're seeing it right now in front of your very eyes. 
and uh, Blackburn, it looks like 13 and eight. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, you know, just to add some con, let's just go in reverse a little bit here, which so I know you love when I do that. Oh yeah. Uh, to add some context to that, that Anthony Grant quote unquote emotional press conference after the VCU loss. Um, you know, I think it kind of came across as if he was saying, you know, these were mostly UD fans. Now, there might have been some UD fans involved in in the brigading of people's DMs. I, I'm not going to. I don't know that for a fact. I can't yeah, speak upon it's that. It's not hard but, to believe. Yeah, but I will say this because I thought about it after afterward, and that was a Friday night, right? It was a, it was a sock hop. There were not a lot of games to bet that night, um, and so I think a lot of people who had no interest or really no not any knowledge of Dayton uh, just bet that game because it was one of the few few games to bet and people probably, you know, it's probably one of the better games. I think like the Ivy league also plays on Fridays. So I bet you it's a lot of people. It was a lot of people who were putting down, you know, $10 on Dayton uh, who were doing that. I, it it came across as if Grant was kind of blaming all like these were all UD fans who were DMing players. I don't think that even, even close to the truth. No, it's not. It can't even remotely be true because if we look at it, it was probably so many randos. I was going to say, if we've learned anything about being on these online streets, when people feel like there are absolutely no repercussions to the things that come out of their mouth online or, you know, they type, they're going to say some really heinous stuff. And and I think that's what that was, to be honest with you. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, people who have UD in their in their profiles, I guarantee are not DMing kids on the team. No. About costing them, you know, $10 in an 18 parlay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it's just not happening. But anyway... Whether or not that was Grant attempting to distract from uh, a loss, that's up to you know the listeners to decide. I have my own take on that, but um, <laughs> you know, and you make a good point because coming into the season, Archie Archie Miller took over a roster that had four guys on scholarship. Right, he had to go in the portal, grab kids from anywhere he could, and I'm telling you, he circled this game. Absolutely, he did, and you know. Rody probably shot the three more than, than he wanted them to. Um, you know, they played pretty decent defense. They got to the line a lot. Uh, it was kind of an, uh, you know, it's like an Archie Miller win, right? You, you kind of grind it out. And I, I know it's going to burn so many people who, you know, didn't wanted us to turn a page on Archie and not talk about Archie and all the things he accomplished because, you know, sure. Grant's here now. But um, listen, I, I'm still an Archie guy. I'm still an Archie fan. Uh, and I think, I think I can kind of project where these two programs will be in two and two or three years. Um, and I don't think it's, I don't think Dayton comes on top in that scenario. But again, if you're too stupid to recognize that fans out there, not you, (laughs) you, if you, if you're out there and you're too stupid to recognize that being an Archie fan does not automatically mean you're an AG hater, um, then I again, I, I, it's hard to, for me to come on here and keep explaining it, right? Like, yeah. I am a fan of Dayton basketball coaches that win effing basketball games. I don't care if you're a nice guy, bad guy. Um, you know, look, look at Cleveland fans. Like, if Deshaun Watson started winning football games, no one would give a rat's behind about the stuff he did before he got to Cleveland. And frankly, if you want to bury your head in the sand and Say, oh, well, you know, we want the people doing it the right way around here. Like, no, you don't. You want to win basketball games. We all want to win basketball games. 
And I was an Archie Miller fan when he was there because he won big games. We beat people we were supposed to beat. We only lost three games against plus 200 teams in six seasons and none after the first four, I believe, off the top of my head. So again, it's it's so mindless to keep coming on here and being like, hey, I, I really, you know, I love what Archie did for our program. He elevated us. And and if you're out there and you're like, oh, I hate Archie. I have ill will because he left. You're just dumb. Like you're just a stupid person who can't understand the context of college basketball and the opportunities that lie for people like Archie that go to schools like Dayton, succeed, and then want a bigger payday. If you don't understand that, I can't explain it to you because you're too stupid. And, well, and you know, go it, ahead. It, go, it goes even further than that because Archie Miller was kind of the, the proof of the concept, right? He made pe- people realize what this program was capable of and yeah, what the expectations should years, be. Right. Right. And it kind of clued people into like, oh, we, we can be a consistent top 25 team. We could go into the second week of the tournament. Um, so, I mean, for even if you're not, an, you don't like Archie's personality, you don't like his wife, you don't like the fact that he left, whatever your, your issue is with, with Archie, you should be happy that he at least showed the administration, the fans, uh, you know, people who follow college basketball in general, that this is what, what Dayton basketball is capable of. If it's, if it's run uh, by somebody with, you know, who, who's capable. So that's really his legacy is that it was kind of like this promise that was finally kind of uh, achieved. It was finally the fruition of all the things we talked about for so many literally decades at this point. You know what I mean? So it's bigger yeah. than just Archie the man. It's not you can hate Archie, you can feel how you want about him, but the, the importance of Archie is that he he made people see what was possible. Yeah, and and now um now it's just a different spot, right? Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we said this uh, right before we came on. Dayton had an 11 point lead with nine minutes to go in the first half, playing a 16 and 13 URI team. I'm going to keep saying that. Did anyone watching the game feel like that lead was safe? No. Listening at home, Blackburn, I know you didn't. I didn't. They're lying if they said they did. No, of course you didn't, because Dayton has had a double-digit lead in six of their eight losses this year. And, Let them off the hook. And of course, like you know, the Virginia Tech loss, they just got pounded from start to finish. So to, it's it's just getting harder. It's getting harder for me to come on <laughs> here and produce a show that is objective and says what needs to be said while also listening to fans say dumb crap like they're figuring it out for March, they're getting their run together, well, they'll be better in the long term because Elvis and Molly are back. It's like, well, no crap. They're their two best guards. Like, duh. Like, they should be. They're the two best players. And where I'm going with this is it's an insult to my intelligence for people to keep defending the job that Grant is doing with teams like this. We all agree going into this year that this team had a ton of talent, right? We Top thought 25. That they, we thought that they had like 12 dudes that they could play. People were talking Sweet 16. Absolutely. I have a guy, I saved the receipt, and I'm going to break it out right when I want to. He was. <laughs> it was in November at the Thanksgiving tournament. I was like, I am very concerned, and I think this season's going in a very bad direction. And he said, chill out, bro. It's November. They're going to be in the Sweet 16. Go eat some turkey. And I was like, 
again, stuff like that, like, is an insult to my intelligence. I, I've been watching this program for a very long time. We've been doing this show together for seven years. You've had the oh. blog for 15 years or whatever it is. Whatever the hell it was. Yeah. It, it was almost like 13 years. I guess since we yeah. shut it down, it's not 15. It was, but. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. But point being, if you're going to come on and tell me all of this stuff that's positive, you're simply insulting my intelligence because if you do fancy yourself as a basketball fan that knows what they're digesting, you know what you just watched. You know what you've been watching this season. We're 21 games in. You're not going to find all these revelations and all these silver linings at this point. I mean, of course, we've had to deal with injuries, but you simply cannot tell me that you know basketball and you can digest a game and also say, yes, this debacle of a season is absolutely not the coach's fault. You can't say both things. You're either a, a unrelenting homer who will never speak bad about the program whatsoever, or you're lying to feel bad about yourself. That's it. Those are the <laughs> only two things that are left, man. So you're either you're either a homer or you're you're mentally ill. That's fair. Yeah. And, and, I listened to it. Again, I started the show very intentionally. Like I take in a lot of opinions, a lot of opinions each yeah. game because I really do enjoy having the pulse of the fan base, at least on Twitter, right? Um, as much as I can. There's only so many things I can follow. Yeah. But and- it's just hard. It's hard to keep listening to people defend this crap. It's like they don't care about winning and they're like, well, it'll get better. It hasn't. And, and to peel back the curtain a little bit, I mean, Sully, I think it's safe to say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when you you kind of started this podcast with the you know understanding that you kind of err on the side of caution, right? You sure. would try to keep the hot takes to a minimum. Um, you I know, mean, if they were we've done, we've we've turned it from a reverent fan podcast to broadcast on ESPN Radio. That's not from being hyperbolic. That's from being as objective as we possibly can while still remaining fans supporting the program. Go on. Right. And we've, we've gone into some of these podcasts thinking, you know, talking beforehand and, and sometimes even afterwards saying, you know, I really wanted to say A, B and C, but it's just not the time. There's just not, you know what I mean? There's just not enough. There's not enough there for, for me to make a, a you know, a, a very pragmatic argument Either way, as far as Anthony Grant's concerned, but I think you did say tonight, and I hope I'm not talking at a, at a shul here. But you said that tonight kind of felt, and I don't know if it's the uh, Archie Miller factor or you know, because it's Rhode Island is, is 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 a program, but you felt like tonight might be the tipping point where it's like all hands on deck. You got to choose a side, and you got now you got to roll with that. Either you're pro, you're con, you're fire. Let them, you know, let let them live. Um, and I think it's, that's a very, you know, nuanced approach to it because we've this whole season and even some of, some of last year, we've kind of withheld our, 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 our opinions and our takes uh, to err on the side of caution. Like I said, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're not going to come on here, sweaty tooth, madman, you know, fire grant. This is ridiculous. You know, sell your tickets, burn the arena. We were always just like, you know, with the evidence presented before us, at, you know, as of now, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you're right. Tonight did feel different, yeah. not only because it's the Archie Miller thing, which I think has a is a big part of it, but it's the manner in which they lost. Like you, like you said, it's almost formulaic at this point. Get out to a big lead, blow that lead, blow, you know, blow the lead or you know, 
let the lead expand, you know, in the second half and then chip away and kind of make it presentable at the end. How many times have we seen that this year? The past, you know, over Anthony Grant's tenure career over his career. Yeah. A lot more to discuss on the rapid reaction here on the podcast feed and 1410 ESPN radio. We will be right back. Dayton, the loser, 7570 in Kingston. This is your boy Sully and Blackburn on the Talking Out Loud Rapid Reaction. Welcome back on the podcast feed in 1410 ESPN Radio. Rapid reaction. Dayton, a loser, dropping to 13-8, and eight, uh, 75-70 at the Ryan Center in Kingston. Uh, been there. Uh, quite an underwhelming building from the outside, but it's but it's really large. Um, that's all I can really add. And their press boxes or like their luxury boxes are double-sided, so they also face the football field as well as the basketball arena. Fun fact for anybody that... Uh, might not have known that. Um, right before the break, and we have a mailbag session coming up in segment three, so stick around all the way to the end because the mailbag session is going to be spicy. I like when it's spicy. Um, and thank you for you guys. Uh, 10 minutes, I put the tweet up, and 10 minutes later, I had 40 comments on the Twitter feed. So stick around, third segment, mailbag's coming up. Um, before we get to that, Again, like the X's and O's in these types of games, I think everybody that follows the program consistently knows that we we don't generally go into the X's and O's. Um, I said it in the morning, said it in the afternoon, said it when the game was going on. Um, It it was absolutely inexcusable for this Dayton team to lose to this particular version of URI. They have no talent whatsoever on their roster past Ishmael Leggett. Um, This is a roster that was thrown together basically haphazardly before the year started. And... um, to lose to them is truly, uh, I think, the singular low point of Anthony Grant's career, especially given who he lost the game to. Um, and like Blackburn said in the first segment, I mean, you can you can bet your behind that Archie had this game circled on the calendar when he took the URI job. And uh, and he's 1-0 against Dayton. So uh, take that for what it's worth. And it leads me to... How, how, do we think, how do we think Morgan Miller, what do you think she's doing right now? I don't even think she went to the game. I'm gonna be honest. No, with no, you. I'm sure she didn't. No, but she's <laughs> she's she's definitely popping popping a bottle somewhere. Yeah, she is. Cause I yeah yeah she. Shout out to Morgan out. Miller. We miss no, her. God, no, I do miss God her, love her a whole lot. Um, and especially I miss her on Twitter because she's she's a. I shell miss her on Instagram. Twitter. Oh, you remember when she used to get drunk and just fire off tweets? Yes. Those were the days, man. Oh man, Those was, was it you were winning in those days? Yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing to even be pissed about. I think you were the one. <laughs> Were you the one that criticized Archie's ties? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Morgan Miller. She actually kind of gave me my first step to Dayton fandom stardom. To be honest with you, you started out as a troll. Yeah, I was kind of <laughs> just like that guy in the background. And for any of those it, you you know people out there that might have jumped on late, and you've been with us for a couple of seasons, uh, this was the 2016 season, I believe. So it was like one of the first years I was actually on the blog at Black Run Review before I was doing the podcast regularly. And I actually at mentioned at B-Ball Wife for Life. I mean, who such a great Twitter handle too. God love her. And I said, hey, Morgan, uh, can you tell Archie or can you pick out Archie's ties from now on? Uh, the man has some ties that are looking like my grandma's drapes. And she immediately fired back and was like, Oh, funny. I didn't see that you got a fashion degree from the University of Dayton. Like, totally just roasted my ass on Twitter. 
And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Here I am, 5,000 followers later. And, and uh, I, I think she, and I think she also like pointed out, like, oh, I buy his ties at like Saks and they're all. Oh, yeah. She, or, pulled, she pulled like the I have money card. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically like saying, look, that, those ties that you don't like, you know, I, I dropped 150 on them. He'll wear them once. <laughs> yeah. you, you, more you expensive damn than the peasant. Burberry ties, you peasant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's yeah. great. She's great. I know. I just, I God, I miss her so much. Um, but where where we're going to kind of start the segment here now that we're four minutes into it, um, is that one of the strangest things that I've really found here in the last... Oh, shoot. Let's call it like 18 months or maybe since like this time last year when Dayton was starting to turn the corner and uh, and make their run to, to 14 and four, which, um, you know, it's in serious jeopardy now that Dayton's going to go 14 and four in the conference is that um, the last time this fan base was this divided over literally anything was the last two years of the Brian Gregory tenure. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And it, and it all started with the 2010 season when they brought back everybody sans Charles Little from a team that went to the second round of the NCAA tournament. And then they went eight and eight down the stretch in a 10 play, missed the tournament altogether, and then won the NIT, which, of course, kind of salvaged the season that was lost. Right. And then the year after they got Juwan Staten, things started to go downhill. They had locker room issues and students were fully out on BG. I remember and then he ended up leaving for Georgia Tech. And, and now, um, you know, what I find just fascinating over the last calendar year is that you really have a lot of people feel like this, or maybe they just do it inherently, but people really feel like they have to pick a side, Blackburn, right? Like you have to be pro AG or you have to be the guy that says grants out, terrible coach, fire him at every turn, right? Right. And, and to your point earlier, I just don't subscribe to that theory. Like if AG, you know, started rattling off games and calling timeouts to break momentum and, um, you know, making any adjustments whatsoever, I, you know, I would start to kind of come around on saying, well, okay, he does some good. He does some bad. But I mean, where we're coming from, you know, without being like the AG haters or whatever, um, there's 15 years worth of data to tell you who Anthony Grant is. And there's one year that's an outlier. And, and I think the people that are still defending him, they're in his camp. They say to themselves, well, he did it. He did it in 2020. So he could possibly do it again. And, and God bless you for having that kind of optimism, but I'm not an AG hater and I'm not a blind supporter of this program either. What I am. And I said it in the first segment is a guy who wants his basketball team to win games and go to the NCAA tournament and without a miracle, it's going to be six years since Dayton has been in the NCAA tournament. And so, Blackburn, I guess my question to you is, like, do you have any idea how it manifested itself the way it is where people feel the need to pick sides over the coaching debate at this point? Well, the fact that there are sides to pick, I think, indicates an, an issue from the outset, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. gotten to that point where it's not, we're not at the point now where if you say fire AG – People are coming back at you, being like, "You're out of your mind." You know what I mean? The case, yeah. the case can be made, and now people are kind of like, "Yeah, you know, uh, maybe it, you know, maybe change the direction of the program, or you know, get some fresh blood in there." Yeah, um, that's why I tweeted out last week. You know, if you don't want to say 
fire AG. That's all you got to say. You use that kind of administrator talk. You know, we yeah. need a change in the culture and the direction and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, look, Anthony Grant is getting paid. I hate to make it about dollars and cents, but he's getting paid very, very well to do what can only be described as a very subpar job. Yeah. You know, if you would look at it from, from that standpoint, is he earning his, 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 his pay, you know, uh, this is, this is a business. Is he putting forth the effort and, and the, the kind of production that, you know, that that's required of, of his salary. I, nobody can make that argument. Nobody. Yeah. So you can make that argument. Um, but it, it goes back to what we said. We know what this program is capable of. We know how terrible the A-10 is this year. Um, my God, the, the, on paper, it looked like it was going to be not necessarily a cakewalk, but it looked like people were saying like, look, 23 wins, 24 wins, 25 wins, 26. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, a lot of that curtailed after Thanksgiving, uh, as you pointed out, that was kind of like the eye opener, um, where people kind of looked at, at the TV sideways, like, huh, this is what wasn't what was promised me. But yeah, I mean, you, you I, it sucks to say, but you have to take us. Like I said, you got to choose one side of the aisle now. You really do, because it's, yeah. it's become an issue. It's it's no longer a a horde of conspiracy theorists and crazy people with their own agendas. It's objectively this program is just not headed in the right, right direction, and it hasn't been really for three years. Yeah, and and I just. Um... I guess like I've been holding my punches as much as possible because a couple of years ago I started to get to the point where I'm like, you know what, like playing the receipts game with people, um, it, it's for people that are simple minded, right? Like it's because you have to be right. And there was like a point a couple of years ago, maybe even last season where I was like, you know what, like if I'm always concerned with being right, I'm not looking at things as objectively as I can because I'm looking at it under the lens of how can I be right about this? And that's where people get slipped up in politics, sports, or whatever. Once you start being concerned with being right more than what your eyes are looking at in front of your face in the real world, that's when you're going to have trouble delivering opinion objectively. And um, and I think that's where we are now. You know, I think the people that have started to, or the people that have always supported Grant, um, a lot of them are digging in their heels and saying, "Well, I'm gonna going down with the ship," you know. And then the people that have been really against Anthony Grant, they're like, look, we told you, told you so. And yeah, I mean, it's been poor. But for me, to be honest with you, the thing that I'm most um, just flattened by, to be honest, is is that my like love for watching games is is gone right now. I'll be honest with people just straight up. I really didn't even want to do the show tonight because I'm not a media person. Okay. My career is not this. You're a mom. Uh, I'm not Justin Kinner. I'm not, um, I'm not any radio person. I'm not John Bedell and flyer feedback. I'm not Larry Hansgen who he's a fan too, of course. But my point is just that I am not a media person. I have a job. Okay. And what I do for my joy is this show. I connect with you guys. I I put out this product every week. And this season and the grant debate and people's ability to blindly support this program into the depths of mediocrity is just so deflating to me because this isn't fun. Losing is not fun. Coming on here and telling you that this team is headed in a bad direction is not fun. 
And telling you that this team has a ton of talent they're doing nothing with because of the coaching staff is also, you guessed it, not fun. There's there's nothing fun about this season, and there's nothing fun about us playing essentially not a single meaningful game in January in the last three seasons. And that's the reality when you look back at this whole resume that Grant has been putting together post Obi is that I think a lot of people are, are going to, I know there's fans out there. They're like, Oh God, come on, Sully. Like you're really jumping off the deep end. But to me, like I'm not like, if you are the type of fan who is undeterred by these performances, you don't care that we're 13 and eight and you're sitting there going, well, like we can still do it in Brooklyn. Like, well, yeah, we can always do it in Brooklyn. That's the nature of college basketball. That's exactly how the season is set up, okay? That's true every single season, whether we were 1-20 or 13-8. and eight, Yes, we're always going to have a chance to win the conference tournament in March, just like every other program. That doesn't make us special, and that doesn't make you a better fan for saying, I'm so optimistic. I think we can get through, guys. It just makes you a person who's willing to suspend reality to support your beliefs that are one-sided. And um, and I'm not that person. And honestly, it, it just has become... I don't know. I, I want to get how you feel on this too, Blackburn. But um, I just feel deflated that like this is what it's become. It, it's not anymore an argument about what we did well or what we did right. Or, boy, we could tweak this to get better. It's hey, this program is headed in the wrong direction while a bunch of people suspend reality and tell you that it's not. Yeah, I mean, we talk about this all the time. I mean, I went through this with Brian Gregory. I mean, the whole the whole impetus for the Blackburn Review was kind of, I don't like Brian Gregory. Like, if people think I go hard on AG, it's oh, not they even... Don't remember. <laughs> they don't They don't either don't know, don't care. I uh, remember those days. Yeah, I mean, I was... It, it, almost embarrassingly ruthless in hindsight towards Brian Gregory. Like, like uh, it almost got to the point where it was personal for me. And I went through the same kind of feelings you did where I didn't look forward to watching Dayton play basketball, you know? That's where I'm um, at right now. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I'm going to keep doing it, but I, I really just, tonight I was not looking forward to because in the back of my mind, I was like, this could happen. And it did. Yeah. Cause it's literally like, what else am I going to do anyway? Am I going to watch Dayton play basketball or like, just flip around on YouTube watching like, you know, plane crashes or something like, yeah, I was, I would probably would have rather watched plane crashes tonight. That's not a metaphor. Yeah. I could have watched a YouTube compilation or something, you know, but let me, let me change the subject real quick and ask you this. If this team doesn't win in Brooklyn, and I will say, I, there's a chance they could. Honest to God. I know that sounds insane. They could. No, of course I, they could. I actually still do believe that because the league is so bad. Yeah. Right. It, it wouldn't shock me is what I'm saying. No, 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 no. But let's say Dayton doesn't win in Brooklyn. And, you know, they go go to the NIT, do whatever. It's irrelevant. What, what do you NIT even... Well, yeah. What do you think are the odds that they would even consider firing Anthony Grant after the year? I, I want to make this point to end the second segment so that people understand this okay because we're going to get to the mailbag and it's going to be better than this conversation <laughs> anthony grant's seat is not even lukewarm at the university of dayton there is a 0.0 percent chance that anthony grant gets fired this season or after this season 0.0 yeah. yeah. okay 
and, and I can't even be I can't even be clear about that with people because I I have questions in the mailbag right now that are like, how bad do we have to be for Anthony Grant to get fired? He's not getting fired. And yeah, and it, it makes me, the whole thing kind of moot. And let me tell you behind the scenes, because I can, you know, I can really lay down uh, the, the realness right now. The athletic director, Neil Sullivan, is going to lengths where he is texting the biggest donors in Dayton to be like, thanks for sticking with us. I know it's not the season you had in mind, but thanks, man, for your support. Like, that's the kind of stuff that we're up to right now because we're so far from being a winning program. And frankly, like, if that if that isn't embarrassing to you, then we just view being Dayton fans as as different things, and that's okay. You know, I know that I'm a, I'm more of a diehard than than a lot of people, obviously, because I have this show. I dedicate a lot of time to it. I get it. I view it differently than most people. But when I have people telling me the athletic director is trying to keep the donors warm and not have them turn on the program, that's embarrassing to me because the basketball and the court should speak for itself. And frankly, right now, it's speaking so loud, you can't hear anything else. We'll be right back. Mailbag session on the other side. It's going to be good. This is a rapid reaction. Dating a loser 7570. Sully and Blackburn on the Talking Out Loud feed on our podcast page on 1410 ESPN Radio in Dayton. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back. Rapid Reaction Segment 3. We're bringing it all the way home. Dating a loser 75-70 at the Ryan Center uh, to a very bad, very poor Rhode Island team. But it's mailbag time. Thank you for everybody on Twitter that contributed. You can follow us at Talking Out Loud to make your two cents known for us. And we read it right here on the program. So off we go. The first one, some of these are going to be comments. Some will be questions. Just stay with us. First one, John says, I'm apathetic at this point. Nothing's going to change, so there's no point getting overly emotional about it. Very mature of you, John. A lot of fans are apathetic, and that is probably the biggest problem that we're facing on this day of our Lord. Flyer Tom, one of our favorite gamblers on Twitter, said, Grant is losing on purpose to teach the gamblers a lesson. I really like that. <laughs> that was funny. It was a good tug-in-cheek comment. Okay. Uh, we have to read this over again. Parlay Pile started the show with it. We'll come down and do it again. Bottom 200 Ken Palm losses in their Dayton coaching careers. Brian Gregory had three. Archie Miller had three. Anthony Grant has 12. Uh, Amanda says, I don't think there are any hot takes left. We've aired them all out at this point. Blackburn, I don't think that's true. There's, plenty. That's, there's, always, that, hot there's always hot takes. That's the beauty of hot takes. Uh, Blackburn, question for you from Tony. Should Who should be fired first? Neil Sullivan, the athletic director, or Anthony Grant? Can UD even afford to fire Grant, given the secret nature of salary negotiations? Yeah, that is a good that is a good uh, good point. Uh, yeah, no, it should definitely be. Uh, 
That's hard. Maybe, maybe both of them got to go. I don't know. <laughs> We're not calling for both of them to be fired. No, 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 it's no. just a question to say who would be fired first in this hypothetical Grant. scenario. Okay. Grant, of course. You're yeah. going Grant. All right. You're just knee jerk. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's what I like. A uh, comment from Alex. He says, the administration doesn't care. So the only hope for change in Flyerland rests on the substantial wallets of a few fanatical donors. Right yep. you are, Alex. Right you yep. are. Nothing changes until the checks stop coming in. And you can take that to the proverbial bank. A lot of comments, not so many questions on this one. <laughs> um, we're going to go to David Cable, my buddy from uh, the class of 2012. He said, I can't remember such a sudden turn of events as this team has had. Absolutely cruising through the early conference games. True. And the first half with VCU, and now the team looks completely lost. Blackburn, question for you. What happened during that halftime of VCU, and how can we make sure it never happens again? Uh I don't know. I, I think one coach probably made adjustments and the other coach didn't. That's a guess. Yeah. 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 Fair. Uh, Hude <laughs> Drew says transport, uh, transfer portal floodgates are open. Only four players return for next season. That, my friends, Ooh, is wee. a hot take. That's a little too hot. I don't know if I've. How many? Four. Four, four, four return? Return to the roster. That's hot. Wow. I mean, I I mean, real quick, is Mongolian Mike in a UD uniform next year? Oh, boy, that's uh, that's uh, definitely a better question is, should he be? Well, that depends on who you're asking. I mean, if Dayton fan in me says, yes, he should be. The Mongolian Mike fan in me says, get away from this program who <laughs> neutralizes their talent because they play in a half court offense that is yes. as slow as molasses. Yeah, he's best on the fast break. He's best when he runs. And yep. Anthony Grant's completely neutralized him. I don't know why that's hard for people to admit. It's just the facts. How many minutes did he get tonight in the second half? He got four minutes in the second half tonight. Did he really? I thought he didn't get in at all. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was a blink of an eye. Zimmy got a minute too, which just goes to show that there's just no consistency from this, this coaching nah. staff on who plays and who doesn't. It's just, you know, throwing darts at, at the board. Uh, this is our buddy, Matt Ryan. You might know him as Stat Matt if you're on Twitter. He said, this will be rhetorical, but I want to know the reasoning that anyone is putting their faith in the current administration. What case can anyone make the program is in good hands? Can they do it without referencing a year that the lottery pick Obi Toppin was on the roster, Blackburn? No, absolutely not. I, I was going to say, the only thing you have to point to is 2020 season. That's it. Is Obi Toppin, yeah. yeah and you it. could say, like, oh, well, Grant developed him, which you got to give him credit for that. But um, again, said it before, say it again. We're far enough away from 2020 that you can see who's Brady and who's Belichick in this particular situation. Oh, our friend Jameis asks us, why isn't there a student discount on beers at games or better yet, a dollar beer night? Well, my friend, I'll answer that for Blackburn <laughs> and I'll tell you exactly why. Because last home game against VCU, there were shirtless students in the stands with prices the way they are today. So until you people decide that you're going to be uh, a little more couth instead of being so uncouth, beer prices are going to stay where they are because guess what? You're going to pay it. It'd be like Attica, man. That's a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, this is so funny that like I was like, oh, mailbag. And I thought it'd be a lot of questions. Not so many questions tonight, Blackburn. <laughs> and I read these. I read these as the show's going on. So I'm seeing all these for the first time. I promise. They're just statements. Yeah, they are. They're just statements. <laughs> uh, Joey goes, I hate myself for still loving this team. Yeah, me too. 
Uh, Mello says, and AG has lost the team. No one has typed this obvious take. Oh, well, you don't follow enough people on Twitter, my man. And uh, Anthony Grant blamed the players in the post game. He no. said his strategy was sound. I didn't no. listen to Anthony Grant's post game, but I can't believe uh, it. I got I to gotta find that. I'm going to have to hit the post game now. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you really? Holy. Uh, holy, yes. Uh, um. Andy Durkin says Dayton will keep AG for the foreseeable future and set the program back multiple years. I don't think that's up for debate right now. Again, I, his seat's not lukewarm. I mean, it's already set back multiple years. That's already happened. Yeah, it's the momentum from 2020 is lost. Go we are on. back to where we were before the Elite Eight at this point. Yeah. Uh, Gigi, God bless you. She says, I liked AG, but this has gone on long enough. <laughs> She wants to break up with him. <laughs> yes. She, she, That's she a breakup really, tax right there. <laughs> she was courting Anthony Grant until yeah. tonight. She's had yeah. it with him. It's got all too much. Threw, threw his stuff out the window. Yep. He's had it. You dirty dog. <laughs> oh, man. Project Friday, one of my buddies, radio friends, he said, Here's my take because everyone must contribute. <laughs> right, you are. AG recruits better players and somehow makes them worse. Archie recruits worse players and somehow makes them better. With the exception of Obi Toppin and probably Jalen Crutcher, not a lot of examples to point to, is there? Not really, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like singling out players on this podcast. So we're gonna yeah, it's a little weird. It is. It just gets weird. We're, we're adults. Um, Andy Durkin's contributed three times. You get one take in the mailbag, Mr. Andy. Okay. I just want to let everybody know you get one take in the mailbag. Uh, Who day drew also. Oh, I have to read this one. Grant sees the writing and resigns, citing family reasons. Believe Ooh. it or not. I I've heard that rumor spinning, spinning around, but that's too personal for me. We don't go down that road. If that's what happens, that's what happens. But I would never sit here and speculate. Anthony Grant is going to leave the program because of family reasons. It's just, I don't go below the belt. I think everybody knows that about me. All right. Flyer 75 says firing Grant starts a reset. Is that the only argument for keeping him? Aren't we going to be resetting anyway with players? Blackburn. Yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about this too. Maybe the catalyst for, you know, at least considering firing AG would come in the form of like the previous guy said, multiple people hitting the portal, uh, Mongolian Mike, uh, maybe, Ma I don't even know who else would leave though. Molly, Smith, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Holmes goes say, NBA. It, the thing I say uh, is like, how could it be worse? We haven't made a tournament in three years. In, I mean, yet, Holmes like, going NBA, this team is going to be decimated. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, and then I, if, if Mike goes, forget about it. Yeah, and, and everybody, just so you were aware here in the last few minutes of the podcast, like Dron Holmes will not be at Dayton next year. Don't, you know, we don't got to play that game. He's Are you serious? Be, no, he's not going to be at UD. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> we're too deep into the show. Yeah, you're, you're getting uh, tired. I know. Uh, Eric says, I was on board with the AG hire for an opportunity at sustained long-term success, not sustained long-term mediocrity. Fire him after the season. This team has no identity and no toughness. A lot of talent, but the sum of their parts is simply not good enough for year six. You have any comments hmm. on that? If if the the if Neil Sullivan wants to build sustain uh, sustain success, there's a guy coaching Charleston right now 
that would that would probably uh, achieve that goal. Oh, we were talking about bringing Pat Kelsey home. That's spicy. yeah, bring him home, baby. That's funny. He's an Ohio guy. Yeah, yeah. Xavier, but whatever. Cincinnati yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's uh, doing pretty you, well at Charleston. That's right. He is. They're having a heck of a year. Twenty-one and one, I believe, as of yep. the time of this recording. Uh, Colin Schmid. Does AG make it through this season, or do we? I'm gonna stop you right there. He's not getting yes. fired. He's not getting fired. Okay, people, like he's not getting fired. Oh my gosh, it's. Just I would be surprised if I woke up from a coma uh, after my heart explodes, and <laughs> I'm like, and AG still coaching. You know, he's fully bald now. Uh, he's he's gotten fatter. He's wearing like a plaid sports coat. Um, Dayton hasn't been to the tournament in 22 years. They call him Pops now. Pops Grant. Yeah. Could happen. Yeah. He ain't going anywhere. Uh, my guy Darts had a good question. Why does my tuition go towards a- AG's paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> That's some it. real critical thinking from my man. That's an upperclassman take right there. That's what that yeah. is. You should ask your parents. They're the one foot in the bill, right? <laughs> yeah, you're not paying for it. Yeah, that's their fault, not yours. <laughs> oh, man. Um Yours at roll yours number one. Uh, do you even expect the Flyers to get a double buy in Brooklyn at this point? I do, Blackburn. I do. Yeah, yeah. The A ten's terrible. Yeah, it's just just so 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 bad. Uh, Will Clog says, "Bring back Archie Miller. Don't care what the buyout is. Be a big boy program and bring him back." You have any thoughts to close the program on that one? I mean, that would be so bold and such a tasty move. I, would, <laughs> I mean, my God, I would, I would love that. Just because it would just be such a shock to the system. Like nobody would, you know what I mean? That's such a crazy thing to do. The only thing I can think of is Sean Miller, but he came kind of back in, in disgrace. So yeah, uh, I would love it. I would love it. And he's obviously over at Xavier, so we can't do that. Uh, that's it. Mailbag is always a good, fun one, Blackburn. Do you have any final thoughts to close the program out? We're over time as we are every week. Yeah. One thought, uh, you know, Jeremy Renner, I know he's struggling right now. I just want to personally tell him I'm thinking about him. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, America is praying for you. The world is praying for you. That's very nice of you. Flyers are back in action on Saturday against Richmond at 4 o'clock. And I believe I'm still under contract to do a pregame show at Tim's. So come out, have some beers. Let's pretend like this game is an isolated event. (laughs) (laughs) Let's pretend this game is an isolated <laughs> event on Saturday and like just the win on Saturday will lighten our spirits because that's that's really all we can do. Drink till you can't think. Yeah, that's right. We've done it before. Me and you. At, yep. at P- Piss pants drunk. Go ahead. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're closing it up. That's it for the show. Wear red, be loud, all that. See you Saturday for Blackburn. I'm Sully, and this is Talking Out Loud on the podcast feed in 1410 ESPN Radio. And date. Peace.